You listen to the Bellator Christie Podcast, where we take Christian truth into the arena of ideas. Now join your hosts of the Bellator Christie Podcast, Dr. Brian Chilton and Curtis Avalon. And taking up the sword of Christian theology and the shield of classic apologetics, while taking Christian truth into the arena of ideas, this is the Bellator Christie Podcast, bringing to you a special summertime edition of the podcast. This is yours truly, Dr. Brian Chilton's flying solo for these uh, summer editions. We don't, I don't really know how many uh, episodes we are going to have of the podcast um, during the summertime, uh, but uh, my goal is uh, to, to uh, use some of the articles that God leads me to write uh, during this time <clears throat> to uh, uh, serve as a springboard for uh, these these podcasts. So uh, there are certain things we want to deal with over the summertime, um, in between the two seasons, and uh, these are these summertime episodes are shorter, much more compact, and uh, <clears throat> easier to digest than uh, the the episodes we normally have through the season. So don't forget, uh, season seven cranks up. Uh, on the 7th, September uh, 7th, Thursday, September 7th, uh, in 2023, uh, 2023 uh, for Season 7. So that'll begin uh, coming up here in a few months. And we're going to talk about bibliology. We'll talk about um, anthropology, homartology, which is the uh, study of sin. And so we've got a lot of great things coming up in Season 7. Um so Curtis will be joining us for that uh, for season seven as we begin in September, and we certainly are remembering him and his family. We know that they have a lot of um, things going on in the summer months as they uh, are, are ranchers, uh, among other things. So we are certainly thinking of them during this time as well. Today I want to talk to you about, uh, in this podcast accompanying an article that I'm publishing on bellatorchristi.com. Uh, <clears throat> this is based on an article I wrote for the organization uh, I work for. Uh, they have a new bereavement newsletter. I'm not sure if this is going to air uh, in the bereavement newsletter, but I've adapted the contents of the article and the contents of this discussion for our listeners and readers at Bellator Christi. Uh, so the question is, what happens when we die? And what can we know about death from uh, near-death experiences? Uh, death is certainly one of the greatest mysteries of life. The term death holds such a stigma that many of us do not even mention it when speaking of our dearly departed. Some may use the term passed away or even expired. While taking clinical pastoral education, I was told about a staff chaplain who scolded someone who used the term expire to reference a person's passing. The chaplain joke, jokingly said, People are not milk. They don't go bad. While everyone received a great laugh from the chaplain's remarks, he did bring up an interesting and compelling point. Conversations about death and passing are often avoided. 
British philosopher and documentarian Adam Curtis spoke about how people in Victorian times rarely spoke about sex, but often mentioned death. However, in today's culture, people never talk about death, but are obsessed with sex. Curtis's observations are on point. Perhaps as a culture, it is easier for us to ignore the reality of death. Yet in my current profession as a hospice chaplain, death cannot be ignored. Regardless of whether a person admits it or not, we often wonder what death will be like when it comes. You may have wondered whether we can know anything about the death experience. It may surprise you to discover that we can to a degree. In my doctoral work, I was introduced to the concept of near-death experiences by one of the world's leading scholars on the topic, Dr. Gary Habermas, a research professor at Liberty University. Dr. Habermas took up this study when he tragically lost his wife to breast cancer when she was only in her 30s. Both he and J.P. Moreland, a research professor at Biola University, discovered that good objective evidence exists to suggest that a person's soul survives death. Some individuals return to their bodies and report what they had seen and heard outside the scope of their bodies. While their experiences in the heavenly realm cannot be verified, their encounters outside of the body can. In one famous case, a woman died, left her body, and overheard her obnoxious brother-in-law saying in the waiting room that he was going to, quote-unquote, wait to see if the old girl kicks the bucket. She later returned to her body, and a month after her recovery, she gave her brother-in-law an earful, principle being, be careful what you say in a waiting room, you never know who's listening. Some have objected to NDEs by saying that the reported encounters are too varied to tell us anything about the death experience. However, this is not entirely true. In a massive research study, medical doctor Jeff Long and Paul Perry investigated over 1,300 cases of reported NDEs from across the world. Evaluating the varied stories, they discovered some fascinating parallels. Of the 1,300 reports, 75.4% reported feeling an out-of-body separation from their bodies. 74.4% reported having heightened senses, including experiencing a reality that was more real than the present reality. 76.2% reported having experiences of incredible emotions and overwhelming peace. 33.8% reported passing through a tunnel. 64.6% reported seeing a divine being of magnificent light. 57.3% reported encountering angelic beings, seeing deceased relatives and or deceased friends. 60.5% reported having an altered sense of space and time. 22.2% reported having a life review. Now, some people may wonder why that's not higher, but understand and remember that the people came back to earth, came back to their bodies. So I, I think that the report, the percentage would be greater, much higher, if uh, we considered individuals who passed and, 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 and stayed in, in that heavenly realm. But of course, we would have never heard about their reports if that were the case.
52.2% reported having uh, encountered unworldly heavenly realms. 56% experienced some special learning of life. 31% witnessed some boundary or barrier. And 58.5% of those who returned to their body reported having the free choice to return as their time had not yet come. <clears throat> when Long and Perry authored their book uh, called Evidence of the Afterlife, The Science of Near-Death Experiences, they researched over 1,300 NDE cases across the globe. At Long's website, the Near-Death Experience Research Foundation, found at nderf.org, the number of cases now surpass, surpasses over 5,000 all reporting eerily similar phenomena that Long and Perry reported over 10 years prior. These reports can come from people from various walks, different ethnicities, and a panoply of languages. Yet they all still convey having the same kind of experiences that others maintain, even though many had not heard of other NDEs. In Chapter 8 of my recent book, Conversations About Heaven, I give numerous other examples that provide additional lines of evidence for near-death experiences. The chapter, entitled, Are Near-Death Experiences Real?, features recent studies conducted with blind individuals who reported visual experiences outside their bodies. The descriptions of their out-of-body experiences were confirmed by the medical team in the hospital room. Furthermore, when they returned to their bodies, the NDEers maintained their physical blindness. There is simply no other way to account for these kinds of encounters outside of accepting that the soul lives beyond the scope of the mortal body. No matter what you make of NDEs, one thing is fairly evident. Our conscious selves, that is, our souls, appear to survive death, and the evidence suggests that we are fully embraced by a loving God who grants us peace, immensely surpassing anything felt on earth. This certainly does not bring back the loved ones that we lost and will never replace the real grief we feel when thinking about our losses. Nonetheless, this data offers me comfort and knowing the, that our, the loved ones I have lost were welcomed into their eternal home with feelings of rapturous joy, exhilarating excitement, and overwhelming love. Some have asked me how it is possible to serve as a hospice chaplain where death is seen nearly every day. This morning, in fact, I officiated a funeral for 14 unclaimed persons in a common grave. One of the social workers told me that many have a difficult time with those kinds of services due to the emotional impact. So how is it that a hospital cha uh, hospice chaplains and ministers are able to lend such care? For me, it stems from the promise of eternal life. NDEs confirm for me something that the Word of God promises. That is, on the other side of eternity... There awaits a greater reality for the child of God. Therefore, when my time comes to leave this world, I have better reasons for believing that I will experience the same kinds of emotions, that of love, grace, and joy, in my eternal home. The Apostle Paul said it best when he wrote, For our momentary light affliction is producing for us an absolutely incomparable weight of glory, 
So we do not focus on what is seen, but on what is unseen. For what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. 2 Corinthians 4, 17-18 So what do we do with all of this? Well, I think that we do live in a time where um, we are faced with with we're faced with perilous times. Let's just say it that way. We're faced with perilous times. We're faced with difficulties. We have uh, wars raging in the world and the threat of World War III and many other things going on. But we can still take hope and that no matter what should come, we have that promise of eternal life. This promise is not only true uh, for us now, but holds true for us for all eternity. This is Dr. Brian Chilton with the Bellator Christie Podcast Summertime Edition. We're looking forward to seeing you this September as we begin Season 7 of the podcast. And until that time, we wish you the very best. We hope you have a wonderful and blessed summer. And remember the promises we have of heaven. And also, while you're at it, if you're, if you're interested in the topic of heaven, consider picking up a copy of my recent book entitled Conversations About Heaven, Difficult Questions About Our Eternal Home. And you can find that on Amazon.com and at Withinstock.com. And if you like the book, we encourage you to leave a positive review, especially at Amazon. Uh, that will help uh, get the information out about the book and let others know about it. And hopefully will encourage others to pick up a copy as well. Again, this is Dr. Brian Chilton for the Bellator Christie Podcast saying God bless. And we'll see you back next time. You've been listening to the Bellator Christie Podcast with Brian Chilton and Curtis Evelo. This podcast is an exclusive production of Bellator Christie Ministries and is protected under Creative Commons copyright, all rights reserved. The views expressed on this podcast may not reflect the opinions of Bellator Christie Ministries and its affiliates. We thank you for listening and hope you'll consider leaving a positive review. To see more from Bellator Christie Ministries, go to bellatorchristi.com. Have you ever had questions about heaven? Have you ever thought about what we'll do there? Will animals be found in heaven? Are NDEs real? Is heaven only going to include worshiping God through music? Or will we be able to engage in other activities? In my upcoming book, Conversations About Heaven, I reflected on the conversations I had about heaven with a woman who attended a former church I served as pastor. These conversations challenged her to see heaven in a new light. Heaven is a place where our, our wildest imaginations will come true and the greatest of possibilities will be brought to actuality. Our conversations about heaven gave this woman peace and comfort that she did not have before. In my upcoming book, Conversations About Heaven, I record our conversations and go deeper into the issues. And it is my hope that Conversations About Heaven will give you the same peace that this saintly woman received. Look for my book, Conversations About Heaven, to hit bookstores very soon. 
Conversations About Heaven is now available at Withinstock.com, Amazon.com, and anywhere that books are sold.